Turn your Bibles with us, if you will, to the book of Psalms, chapter 47. Psalms, chapter 47. If it would be possible that we could hear this song rather than read it, it would be powerful. But it's powerful when you read it. It is a powerful, powerful psalm. Read with me as I read. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over the earth. Now, I preached last Sunday on having the zeal of God. And I talked about a man by the name of Phinehas, who was a priest who, because of an act, zealous act, stopped the plague from coming upon the children of Israel. Already 24,000 had died. And because of his zeal for the Lord, he stopped that plague. And I believe today that we need a passion and a zeal for God. Now we can read this chapter like this. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. Or we can say, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to the God, to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is what? Awesome. Have you found him to be awesome? He is a great king over half the earth. Did I miss it? Over all the earth. East Durham, North Durham, West Durham, South Durham, doesn't matter. He's over all of Durham. He's over all of North Carolina, the United States, Russia, China, the Middle East, Asia, doesn't matter. He is the king that is over all the earth. He will subdue peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us. The excellence of Jacob, whom he loves, Shelah. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with what? Understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together. The people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to Washington, D.C. Belongs to Congress, the President, to Hollywood, doesn't belong. It says, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. What I'd like to share with you this morning is engaging the emotions in worship, if you don't have an outline, and I want everyone to have an outline with, for this one because it is just a great, I feel like, a great revelation that God 
and message that God wants to speak to us. Please raise your hand and Brother Junius will make sure that you get one. God gave us our emotions primarily for us to commune with him. To love him supremely. Not only to love him supremely, but to delight in him supremely. Not only to delight in him, but to fear him supremely. These are our emotions. Love, hate, all of the passions. And God is saying to us today through this psalm, God is awesome. And I want us, before we leave here today... To, to see God really as he is. Notice the introduction. Some Christians have been taught to repress their emotions as they worship. They've been told to fear feeling any t- anything too strongly. And that maturity means holding back. But what we want to avoid is emotionalism, not emotions. Emotionalism, notice this, pursues feelings as an end in themselves, it wants to feel something with no regard for how that feeling is produced or its ultimate purpose. In contrast, the emotions that worship is meant to express are a response to who God is and what He has done. Bob Coughlin. You see, This is where we reach way down and have deep affections for the Lord. Notice the scripture is rich in emotional uh, content. The Bible says in uh, in Psalms 98 and 4, it says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. The Amplified says, shout in jubilation and sing for joy. Shout. I looked up that word shout and ran it throughout the scripture. It is over and over and over again that we're told to shout before the Lord and unto the Lord. Be joyful in the Lord, Psalms 5 and 11. But let all those who rejoice, who put their trust in you. Let all those rejoice, he says, who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Sounds like emotional uh, a part of our lives. Sounds like a big part of our lives. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 12, verses 5 and 6, Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your Missed here, right now, not just during, during Isaiah's time, but right now, God Almighty is in our midst. Oh. And then I looked at some examples of emotional worship, and probably none are no more familiar with us than Joshua and the children of Israel marching around 
Jericho and they shouted before the Lord. Hey, before the walls even fell. And you and I know that story. Most of us do. Where Israel marched around the walls of Jericho in housing the enemy of Israel. And there in the new Canaan land, those walls fell when they shouted to the Lord. Second of all, when the ark is brought to Jerusalem. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 6 verses 12 through 16. So David went and brought up the ark which represented the presence of the Lord. The ark. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that they sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Verse 14, then David danced before the Lord with all his might and David was wearing a linen ephod. Don't you see David dancing before the Lord? Notice what it continues to say in verse 15. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Verse 16. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, David's wife, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Listen at me. We need not despise our emotional expression unto the Lord. It's time. Listen, I, I, read, I wrote something here. Sin, Satan has hijacked our emotions. And he'll do it either, either way he can. It's okay for rock concerts to have emotions. And they get up and twirl and dance and take their guitars and bang them over something and tear them all to pieces. They're normal to do that. That's normal. It's okay for sports fans to jump up and turn over their drinks and their popcorn and give each other high fives. But let's have it quiet and serene in the church. Let's don't get excited about serving God. There's nothing more precious than serving the Almighty God. And we're to serve Him with all of our... Listen, He said serve Him with all of our heart, all of our soul. How many of you know the soul is where the emotion, it is the seat of the emotions. Serve Him and love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I watched those folks dancing this morning and I looked at them and I said, my God, they are old as I am. Some of them are. We need some young people out here dancing. They got the energy. They can dance. Well, I dance and we dance. I'm give out. They can keep dancing and keep dancing and keep dancing. We need some youth to get on fire for God and get emotional for God. Amen. Look at what it says. When the ark was brought up, they worshiped. David danced, twirled. They rejoiced before the Lord because the presence of God was coming into the midst of the nation of Israel. Restoration of the temple begins. Look at Ezra chapter 3. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites and the sons of Asaph 
with cymbals to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of King David of Israel, David the king of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever toward Israel. Then all the people shouted with a great shout. When they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. They'd been in captivity. They had now come out and they needed to build back the temple which had been destroyed. And so they got together, laid the foundation. The building was not even there. But when the foundation was laid, they worshiped and praised God. They praised God responsively. So what does that mean? Did you ever sing roll, roll, roll your boat in school? Over the group. Roll, roll, roll your boat. 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 That's responsibly. They sung it in rounds. They did it like this. I want this side over here to wake up. I want us all to wake up. I want us to be alert. And they did it like this. We're going to say hallelujah. Will Will you cooperate? Don't embarrass me. Cooperate with me. I want you to say hallelujah. Okay. Okay. I want you. Now you're laughing at them, but I want to hear you. I want to hear you what you're going to say. I want you to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Now this is the largest crowd right here, okay? Well, I want you to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is young hearts over here. Todd, I I want you and James to get them going, okay? Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good. But now I want you to do excitingly. With vigor and vitality. We'll start over here. You, you're going to do good this time. I know you are. Open your, let it come from way down. Here we go. Hallelujah. what they did one would say great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and the other group would say great is the Lord and greatly to be praised great is the Lord and greatly to be praised on and on and on did you know they stood for a whole day reading the Bible 
Oh my God. We've got so many things to do and so much to do and many places to go. Standing the whole day while the priest stood on the stand and read the Bible. The Bible is full of praise and honor and glory to the Lord. The restoration of the temple. You say, I don't know anything about anything in the, in the New Testament about that. That was the Old Testament. Read with me. John chapter 12, the Amplified. John chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. The next day when the large crowd who had come to the Passover feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches and palm trees in homage to him as king and went out to meet him. And they began shouting and keep shouting, Hosanna, blessed celebrated praise, is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. He's here. He rode into Jerusalem and they recognized him as king and honored him as king. Let's try it one more time with Hosanna. Going to start over here with you guys this time, okay? Going to say Hosanna. Honor and praise and glory. Here we go. And all their loud shouting. Then the church needs to understand. Let's not any longer let the enemy hijack our emotions. No, we're not talking about emotionalism. And we're not talking about living on feeling. Feelings are up today and down tomorrow. You can't base your relationship with Jesus Christ on feeling. But there is feeling. And there are emotions. And God wants us to shout unto him. The triumphal entry. Notice in verse 40, in chapter 47. Notice. First of all, our emotions should be expressed physically. Expressed physically. Oh, come, let us worship. And what? Bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Bow down. How long has it been since we got on our knees? Am I on here? Because I want to walk away. Pardon me. Rick, I am so sorry. But I want to walk away and I don't want to go off. Okay. One, two, three, four. Testing one, two. There we go. Thank you. Listen. Our emotions should be expressed physically. We come and we act like we've swallowed a yardstick and can't move nothing but our eyeballs. We need to, we need, it's so, did you see the hands going up this morning? 
You see people dancing this morning. You see people wave. See people waving their arms, and and I know some people. As Christians said, you may, you may think that's a little foolish. It's not foolish. Ways in our hands. The Bible says here, go, come, let us bow down and worship. In Psalms 134 and 2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. So when you lift up your hand, you say, I don't feel like it. Don't matter. You're obeying God. You're connecting with God. You're lifting those hands up and honoring God and say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's okay to lift it. You say, what are you doing? I'm praising the Lord. Is that Bible for that? Yeah, right there in Psalms 134 and verse 2. Lift your holy hands up the Lord. So it should, be, it should be physical. Our emotions should be expressed verbally. I know there are times we need to be quiet. I know there are times that we need to reverently wait before the Lord. There's times to verbally praise God. Open your mouth. Sing. Shout. Praise. Say hallelujah. Well, I'm just not, I'm just not that kind. Well, you need to change maybe. I don't know. You just, we need, we need to. It needs to be expressed physically. It needs to be expressed verbally. Emotional expression is commanded. Somebody said, well, that's for you folks. No, it's for everybody. And if we don't do it, we're disobeying God. It says it right here. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. You think that's suggestion? He's not suggesting that. He's commanding you. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. It should be expressed It should be an expression commanded. Emotional expression is commanded for all people. This is what it says. Oh, clap your hands, half the church. Didn't say that, did it? It says, clap your hands, all you peoples. Well, I don't want to do what Matt says. I don't want to do what Pastor says. I don't want to do all that. Well, how about God? He says do it. And we need to clap our hands on tune and in beat. That's okay. But clap your hands. Emotional expressions is commanded for all people. Emotional expressions must be anchored in truth. There's no greater truth than God's word. And we're in God's word and God's word is in us. You say, well, pastor, I'm just different. I went this past Tuesday down to Union Baptist Church. It is a large, about three times larger than this building. And uh, there were 20 ministers down there praying. And you want to see something interesting. You get 20 preachers together doing something. And there were hundreds of people there. And the reason we were there was to pray. God's generals. It's a group called God's generals. And I let off the prayer, and I just, I just felt the presence of God. They have subjects for you to pray about. And we prayed anywhere from Durham to North Carolina to the United States and all between and everything. 20 preachers, men, 
women, blacks, whites, Hispanics, all on the platform. Everybody unified and everybody praying. But I must tell you, there was a difference in our prayers. Some prayed, God, I want you to bless. I want you to do that. That's sort of a little bit the way I pray. Father, I'm... But then the next man gets up and says, Oh, God! My hair just stands up just like this right here. And somebody, you know, you get back from the microphone and says, Now, Lord! I know he's got it cut off now. But I thought to myself, God, I don't know if I can take this or not. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm not where they are. And God took me over his knee and spanked me good. We've got our minds made up how it should be. And if somebody don't do exactly like we think they should do, if they don't praise God the way I praise God, or they don't pray the way I pray, but I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't have prayed like some of them, but I'll tell you what happened. They got to praying like that and they got to praying the truth of God, the truth. Everything that was prayed was the truth of God. And they got to praying and people got to dancing all on the platform, all out in the audience and they danced all around that place. And I'm gonna tell you, heaven came down and kissed the earth and we were right in the middle of the smack. It was a time. It was a wonderful time. And I sat back and I said, God, go ahead and do your thing. Forgive me for thinking I'm going to put you in a little box. Now, I know we all have our style of music, our choice of, 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 of music, and our style of worship. I understand that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I understand that. But my friend, there's times we need to forget all about that stuff. And we need to pull out the stops. And cry out to God. My son has been in the hospital this week. Major. Major surgery. They took out much of his skull. And went all the way into the back of his his head. And fixed where he had that aneurysm. And I'm going to tell you, he came out of that surgery with amazing strength. And he's doing so good. Stayed in recovery one night. And he came out. He's in a room over at UNC. But there was a family there. Johnny, a man 60 years old, was in the intensive care unit. He had not been conscious for 22 days. Daughter, brothers, sisters would go in. Johnny, speak to me. Johnny, just let us know that you're there. But just a few years earlier, Johnny's wife died of cancer. And about a year ago, he came home. And he saw his son lying in the front yard. And the closer he got to his son, he knew he'd committed suicide. 
And here this daughter was in there with Johnny. Her dad's at the point of death. By the way, he did die. Her dad's at the point of death. Her brother committed suicide and her mother just died of cancer. You say, why would you tell that sad, sad story? Because you and I are sitting here today doing good. Yes, we've had our ups and downs. All of you have had your kneels. All of you have had your times. We know that. We know that. But folks, God's good to us. I watch Brother Wallace, a man that's gone through cancer a man that they opened his chest and dealt with that heart. I watched him running up and down here. I said, let him run, let him run. Run, Brother Wallace, run, amen. Run, Brother Dan, a man that's gone through heart problems and they both were running up here. If those two men can jump up and run and give God praises, every one of us practically ought to jump up and say, God, I'm glad I got my mother. I'm glad I got my son. I'm glad I got my wife. I'm glad you reached down and you touched me. You've been good to me and I want to praise you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What God's done for us is not a blip on the, on the uh, screen. It's, it's major. And all of us have to have major touches in our lives. And we want to get excited over a ball game and not get excited over Jesus saving our children, saving our own lives. Jesus touching us. You say, well, I had a loved one and he died or she died and, and they, they, now they're gone. Where they're in heaven. If they knew God, they're better off than me and you put together. But we forget that. We talk about it, sing about it, preach about it, teach about it. But we forget, hey, they really are in heaven. And they wouldn't come back to you and I. They're at peace. So no matter where we are, we need to say, God, I love you. We need, to, we need to pray with, with feeling. Oh, and sometimes it hurts. Sometimes the pain is so deep. Oh, All we can do is say, oh, God. But he hears, oh, God. He hears our prayers. We need to pray with feeling and call out to God. Oh, Jesus. He ain't nervous. Call out, cry out to him. And there's times we need to pray quietly and times we need one to pray and others agree with them. But it's okay for all of us to join together and pray out. It's time for us to sing. Sing out. I was in a revival down in Sampson County years ago. And people sung and they sung. And all of a sudden, there was an older gentleman, 80-some years old, stood up out in middle ways to congregation. In his broken voice, he looked up to heaven and he said, Amen. 
is in grace. How sweet. No music. No accompaniment. Just stood and sung. It's time for our hearts to sing. I joined with that family as the doctor sat there with about 10 of us. And they said about John, he said, he, won't wait. he doesn't wake up. They didn't say he wouldn't. And when the doctor spent about 20 minutes talking to that family and all of them weeping before God, when that doctor walked out, I prayed a prayer. And the room was quiet. And you could tell there was so much pain. And I said, Amazing grace. That whole room started singing. And the Spirit of God ushered, came in that room and ushered a peace and a tranquility. Let me tell you what. If we'll serve God in the bad times, he gives us peace and comfort. When we're young, our gait is strong and we can walk without wobbling and stumbling and falling. I used to look at old people and I said, I'll never be that way. I am there now. I'm so concerned coming up and down those steps. If I ever fall, I'm just going to act like the Spirit struck me and I'm going to lay there. <laughs> you won't know whether I fail accidentally or, or the Holy Ghost is a, bless him, Lord, you know. It's a, hallelujah. We need to praise him. Unashamingly. I'm not talking about getting out in the, you know, the shopping mall and making an idiot of ourselves. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the right time. There's times we need to, you know, take off the mufflers, remove the, don't be inhibited. We're so inhibited. Lift that hand. Don't just say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me to signs to wonder me. He, he, he restoreth my soul. Oh, he, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shepherd. We need to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. God's hand leadeth me. He leadeth me beside. Still We need to say it like we mean it. Read it like we mean it. Read it like we know the author. And we do. Read God's word with with life. 
Yeah, there's times you read it, you don't feel anything. There's times you pray, you feel like your prayer's getting no further than the ceiling. But there are times we need to do what we said years ago when I used to hear older people say, I prayed until I prayed through. There's times we need to do that. We need to do that. Jesus went and he prayed. And he said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. He finished praying. He got up and he went back to his disciples. They were asleep. He goes back again. Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. He was facing the cross. He finished his praying. He went back to his disciples and they were still asleep after he woke them up. So the third time, he went back. And he said, Father, and he prayed other things other than this, but he said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. And he got up the third time. He went back to those sleeping disciples. He said, sleep on, boys. It's all right now. Have you ever prayed until you said, hey, your child is sick at the point of death. Your husband is acting all kind of way. Your wife said she's leaving. You're financially in a strait. You're suffering because of a physical ailment, maybe even a terminal one. You ever prayed until you said, okay, it's all right now. How do you know? Because something happened inside. Glory to God. I prayed and got a hold of the throne of God. He said, come boldly. Don't tiptoe to him. Come boldly to the very throne of grace and cry out to him. It's time for the church to seek and cry out to God Almighty. I got a hush. Oh, we need it. Emotional expression magnifies God. Music is a primary means of expressing our praise. We need the truth to penetrate into us. One says, for God so loved the world that he gave his own. Oh, I see that on the back. Somebody kicked a football and I saw that on a piece of banner back there. No, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's a difference, folks. There's a difference. We can peck our wife on the cheek with a kiss and walk out and say, I love you, honey. And we can go. Then we can take her and look right in her eyes and say, honey, I love you. Truth should penetrate us. It should capture capture our will and hold, take hold of our affection. I'm going to end it. Is it wrong for me to sing praise when I don't feel like it? No, we sing because God is worthy of our praise. This is not hypocrisy. Someone says, I don't feel like singing today. Sing anyway. I don't feel like praying today. Pray anyway. If you'll start singing. You know the Bible says in Luke, it says, it says when you're persecuted, when your name is cast out as evil, when they put you down, he says leap for joy. Now, I don't know which one it means. I don't know if it means leap because of joy or leap to get joy. But I think it could be either one. 
probably because of joy. But if you don't have joy, just start leaping. Just start jumping up and down and start praising God and lift those hands. And as Brother Matt was singing a while ago, lift them higher, 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 lift them higher. higher. Get them up before God. And after a while, something starts happening on the inside. Brother Don, that's all foolishness, is it? Why do you think they have cheerleaders at ball games? I got a hush. Hypocrisy is when, listen to this one. Hypocrisy is when our singing or our actions don't line up with the intent of our heart. We sing, remind, we sing to remind ourselves of truth. The word of God is true even when we do not feel like it. It's still true. True religion, listen to what Edwards says, Jonathan Edwards. True religion in great part consists of holy affections. And then he says this, that religion which God requires and will accept does not consist in weak, dull, lifeless wishes, raising us but a little above a state of indifference. God in his word greatly insists upon it that we be in good earnest, fervent in spirit and our hearts vigorously engaged in our religion. Father, we love you today. I thank you because this is your world. The rocks and the hills and the birds. God, every car dealer in this, in this city, that's your business. You just loan it to them for a while. Every house in this city, that's your house. Now you let, let us put our names on the deed. But that's your, everything we have belongs to you. Those children that you allowed us to enjoy and you gave us, those children, that's your children. This is your world. And that white house, dear God, and that oval office, no matter what man or woman sits in it, that's your office. Now they, in your allowance, may do the right thing and make the right decisions or they may not. But that's still your office. That white dome capital, that's your building. The Taj Mahal, that's your building. Everything here, Lord, belongs to you. Every, every piece of gold, every piece of silver, that's yours. And wise is a man or woman that realizes, Lord, that they only are allowed to use it. It all belongs to you. It all belongs to you.